I have one question for you. Are you ready to do your fertility journey differently? Hey there, I'm Bella Hilton, and this is the Studio Fertility Podcast, where each week I bring you real, actionable tips and strategies to help you get your mind from chaos to calm and your body from resistant to receiving. So if you want to feel better now and improve your fertility, let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Studio Fertility Podcast. I am your host, Bella Hilton, dedicated to women who are struggling with their infertility to heal from the trauma they have already experienced, to bring back you know, joy into their lives now and to help them put their body into the best possible position for fertility. And I have to say the sun is out, spring is here and I'm sorry if you're on the other side of the world in Canada and the US or something and you're heading into autumn but that's a lovely time of year too but lockdown has ended and it just feels good that the sun is out and we're actually being able to get out into the world and I have to say the funny thing is though the biggest lesson I have learned from lockdown is just to slow down and I mean I think this is one of the those lessons that we continually seem to have to learn in life, you know, because I'm enjoying so much having more time for myself to speak with clients, write some more awesome meditations and hypnosis and put together a course and support ladies going through infertility. But I'm equally not going flat out. And I'm really enjoying that having that time for that clarity of thought to get things right. Um, And the more years I'm on this earth, I think I realize that this is not the point of my life, right? To grind myself into the ground until I desperately need a holiday, you know, because self-care should be about continually giving to yourself so that you can actually, well, so that you actually never feel like that. So you never actually just go on a holiday because, you know, you're so burnt out, you absolutely have to, but you're going on a holiday because you want to. And so then you don't have to spend those first few days just like flat on your back, exhausted, you know, catching up on all your sleep. You can actually get out there and do things. Anyway, speaking of self-care today, I'm going to outline for you some tips that I think are essential to prepare yourself for your next IVF cycle. And these aren't your run-of-the-mill things. Now, saying your next IVF cycle would presuppose that you have already done an IVF cycle and this is not your first one right but the tips I share with you today would also apply to those who are doing IVF for the first time because we've all been on a journey up until this point that is usually pretty awful and that's the reason we're doing IVF right okay so my number one tip is this please 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 as best you can Please take a moment before your next IVF cycle to heal your heart from what you have been through already so you're not taking that into your IVF cycle. Because no one wakes up one day and says, hell yeah, IVF, that's how I want to conceive my baby, (laughs) right? That's how I always dreamed it could be as a little girl. No, we all dream of getting pregnant naturally and easily, mind you, right? (laughs) 
In fact, we did probably didn't even concentrate on that part. We're too busy thinking about how many kids we were going to have, what's, what the sex of those babies were going to be and, and what names we were going to choose, right? We never dreamed that we would be forced to use methods like this that would be so medicalized and feel sometimes not at all like how it should be. And the thing is, IVF is not always easy. It can be very taxing on your emotions, your relationship, your job with all the appointments you have to attend, um, the hormones that you pump into your body and, and the time and your sanity. Because even if you have managed to start to you know, manage your disappointment from, disappointment from cycle to cycle, trying naturally about not getting pregnant, now here all of a sudden it feels kind of do or die around one cycle, right? You are invested, taking a lot of medication and spending a lot of money on this one cycle. Even naturally, right? In If we're trying naturally, it can take one to 12 months. And here you are reduced to this one cycle and it has to work, right? That's how we feel often going in. And if we go in with the, those previous heartaches and all that baggage from all our fertility challenges to date, pinning all our hope on this one thing, what happens if it doesn't work out? Now, most fertility specialists will say that it might take two to three times. Now, it could happen first go, and that is fantastic for those who have it happen that way. But the biggest thing I did for myself to turn my fertility journey around was to actually heal my heart from all the disappointments that had come before, right? I was one of these people who had never, like I'm talking about never, gotten pregnant naturally, not even a hint or a whiff of it, right? I spent 10 years trying to get pregnant on and off. I mean, that would have driven me nuts if it was always on. And I guess from 10 years, you can see that I certainly never rushed into IVF. But I can also tell you that when I started IVF, I was in a super good place in my life. I was having a ball, actually. I was thoroughly enjoying my life. I was really happy. All my ducks weren't in a row. I wasn't perfect. I wasn't doing perfect fertility things. But my life was deliberately and intentionally pointed in the right direction. And I was open to what the future may hold for me. Either way. I had made my peace with my past disappointments, right? I was actually excited to start IVF. Even though I would have preferred to conceive naturally, we can be excited about doing something even though we'd prefer to do it differently, right? But I was in full acceptance of where I was at and this felt like the right next step for me. Now, for the most part, I enjoyed that cycle, I did drive myself a little bit nuts in the two-week wait for about five days, but on the most part, I had my head and my emotions screwed on right, right? And yes, I actually did conceive my baby on that cycle. But even if I hadn't, if I had not gone through that cycle with my emotions in check, feeling healed from the past, it would have been a very different experience and maybe a different outcome. I truly believe that. It's hard to go through these things when we feel so desperate and emotionally bottomed out, feeling like we're running out of time and just sitting in fear of things never working out. 
that in itself just feels traumatic because I kind of went through all of that trying to conceive number two because I went through many more cycles trying to conceive baby number two that didn't work out and it turned out I had some breast cancer that I needed to deal with. So yeah, Uh, if you only give, if I only give you one tip from today, which I won't, but please seek to heal your heart from what you have been through the first time before you do it. Please know how to process your emotions through the experience. We're not taught these things in general or at school, but it's so important that you do this for yourself and find that way to do this. Um, I can't stress that one enough. It is the biggest tip. But let's get on to tip number two. Tip number two, I think, is to decide who you want to be part of your support network. Support networks have shown to be really important for positive fertility outcomes, Um, you know, for many different reasons. We do need people going through this, right? It's, it's, it can be hard. There are hard moments and having that support network around you will be important. And yes, you have your doctor, of course, they have to know about it. And we all know, um, though that they aren't as accessible as all that when we have all our questions. And that's why we sometimes turn to Google, right, which I implore you not to do. And the nurses, well, at my clinic were great, um, but it depends what clinic you're at. But also, who do you want in your team, right? You can choose to tell everybody or nobody. And if you need help deciding that, actually, I did a podcast last week Because there are many things you need to consider about who is on your emotional support team and why. But try and get those people that are going to be there for you that they might not say the right thing up front, but you can educate them about what you need, right? People that you can enlist as your greatest allies in this journey. All right, tip number three is to plan your self-care and nurturing things before you go in and make sure that they are booked. I mean, before you go in and mean before you start the IVF cycle, make sure that you have your self-care and nurturing things booked in, planned. And I'm not talking about acupuncture and appointments with your naturopath around your fertility. They are great, yes, and they can be great. I'm talking about things that give back to you where the focus is you, not fertility, okay? Now, I didn't really do this but I didn't not do this either, right? Remember when I went through my IVF cycle, I did what I do and and knew largely what I teach people, but I also know so much more now, right? Um, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly trying to improve my own life and that for my clients. So I have to, you know, I embellish on things more. Um, And I think this is really important because, I was still taking care of myself, right? I was in a really good place, so I didn't need to implement self-care things. I was in a really good space, right, mentally and emotionally. So for the most part, my life didn't stop. So I didn't schedule these things in, but I was doing them anyway, if that makes sense, right? I didn't pause my life. I did give the IVF cycle a little bit more attention, but I didn't stop my life and I didn't stop my self-care. Now, I exercise gently up until egg collection, you know, for my own health. Um, My husband and I went on a date night on transfer day because 
we have a strong policy that nothing gets in the way of date night. Not even a transfer, my friends. <laughs> I wasn't sick, in pain, or anything like that. There was no reason I should stop enjoying myself and my life because I was doing this. You know, it seems backwards. I adored date night, and that was so fun. So why wouldn't I do that? And we actually went to um, an amateur comedy night that was so intimate and so awkward that that in itself made it funny, right? And then we went out for dinner and just really enjoyed each other's company. Now, if I had to do IVF again, I would do it the same, but I would make sure I was doing more things that light me up, uh, like meditate on the beach in the morning or something like that. Um, an energy healing session or two. I just love them. I do schedule them in, but I think I would have put like a few more of them into that time you know, a uh, coffee or tea with friends where you can either talk about it or not talk about it, right? Whatever you need, a head, neck and shoulder massage, things that were about me, like I said, and not about getting pregnant, not about fertility. Now, I used acupuncture a lot on my um, breast cancer journey and that was about me. Honestly, that was about my emotions. So acupuncture could be about you, right? But most of the time it's about fertility. So find those things that light you up that are about you. Maybe it's sitting in a lukewarm bath watching, you know, a chick flick. Do what you need to do that's going to nurture you and feed you and keep your life moving and bountiful and, and joyful, you know. Okay, so tip number four is probably to meditate, Okay, meditation isn't the be-all and end-all of life. So if you don't do this, it's not the be-all and end-all. Um, and there are many ways to live a more meditative life without the need to meditate all the time, right? But if you naturally err on the side of feeling anxious or in fight or flight mode or um, a lot, or you're going through something difficult, then meditation is going to do a lot for you to help you to actually calm down your nervous system, um, get you clarity of thought as well, because when you're in that fight or flight, your brain tends to, well, shut down pretty much because uh, you don't need it. You need to fight or run away. You don't need to think about things. Now, I have to say I didn't meditate through my IVF cycle. Um, it's only something I've gotten into as much as I have since my breast cancer journey, and it saved me at that time. So this is why I think it is an amazing thing because I think that most people going through IVF are kind of bottomed out, right? And because I know the emotional turmoil between breast cancer and fertility can be the same, meditation will be a strong thing to add to your toolbox. And there are many different ways to calm down your nervous system, but meditation is definitely a key one. Now, I'm not talking about clearing your mind and sitting in silence and, you know, just going, um, right? If you can do that, more power to you. But I'm talking about trying a guided meditation because honestly, I'm too much of a thinker to really do anything that isn't a guided meditation. Um, where are my overthinkers at? And actually, I've just had a thought. Um, if anyone is interested... I can actually put on my free meditation week again. So you can get real insight into how and why to use meditation and visualization and even hypnosis and how it can be so effective for you. Um, not even just 
when you're in the meditation, but in everyday life post the meditation. Yeah, seriously, let me know. Drop me an email at bella.hilton at studiofertility.com if you're interested, or DM me on Instagram at studiofertility is my handle. Uh, There is a reason they call the opposite of fight or flight or freeze, rest, repair, and reproduction, and this is what uh, meditation can do for you is to get you into that rest, repair, and reproductive mode. And rest and repair isn't sitting on the couch and watching TV, right? It's a deeper relaxation than that. And guided meditations allow you to make it more effective. So if you're interested, um, please drop me a line. Okay, tip number five, develop a resilient mindset. What throws off our emotions and our nervous systems is often the thoughts and beliefs that we're, that we're having, right, that are actually running around in our brain. Sometimes we aren't even aware of them until someone asks you a pointed question. Uh, trust me, I know I do it with my clients all the time, and they're like, wow, that was sitting in there. We're not totally conscious of them, at least, right? They're there, and they're probably they're easy to access, but we're just not asking ourselves the right question to bring them to the front of mind and go, wow, I think I really need to deal with that. Sometimes we become so good at just coping that we think, we think things don't affect us and we think we're fine, right? Until the shit hits the fan and then so do we, right? Everything that you've been dragging along behind you um, suddenly comes to the forefront and you hit the wall as well. And it's because we haven't addressed, like I said, those underlying thoughts and beliefs that we need to unravel. It's like forcing yourself to do cold calling when you have a total fear of it. It's fine if you're all getting yeses, but the second you get a no, it overrides all the yeses you receive because it just confirms whatever it is you were thinking underneath about yourself, right? It's like going on a diet and giving in and eating a piece of chocolate and saying, I knew I had no willpower, was no good at this and just went back to eating regularly and putting all the weight back on, right? It's like staring in the mirror every day and telling yourself, that this is the month and you're extremely fertile only for your unconscious mind to be saying, no, you're not. And having that belief confirmed again and again, when you fall in a heap, even worse than before, the minute your period arrives again. And I know you know what I'm talking about with that one. And actually truly dealing with your thoughts and fears means that you aren't forcing positivity. Forcing positivity is like about the worst thing you can do. When you actually deal with your thoughts and fears and beliefs, you just actually can feel naturally a bit more hopeful and positive. You aren't falling into a defeated heap the minute something goes not according to plan. Now, I've just realized that many of you might feel like what I've talked about today might feel a bit impossible. I'm not sure. Healing from what you've been through, right? Feeling more positive naturally. But I'm living proof that it is possible and it isn't just a fluke. I'm not just some random miracle, right? I fought hard to get to that place because I just have this crazy notion that the meaning of life is to enjoy it. And I do this transformation with my clients too, where the chaos just settles the fuck down. That weight is lifted and their desire to build a family just starts to work out. Maybe not immediately, 
There are sometimes still hiccups, right? Nothing is perfect in life, but they learn a better way to live life that, you know, just often transforms everything, their whole life, and makes their family goals real too. And I see the most success with people who do this for themselves, not those people who add more things to a to-do list that will hopefully get them a baby, right? Got to put meditation on my list, that will get me a baby. No, it's doing the meditation for yourself so you feel good, right? Putting in those nurturing things so you feel good, not so you hope it gets you a baby. Does that make sense? And there needs to be a real internal transformation, Okay, well, I really hope you take note of what I have told you today. I know that I don't always present the easy things or the things you might want to hear, like just get a heat pack, make sure you clear off time with your boss, right? Those are simple things that you can do in about two seconds flat that really make no difference to you. And I'm not about fluffy advice. I'm about getting people real results. So if anyone does really want me to run my meditation, my free meditation retreat again let me know Um, it's all online just send me an email at bella.hilton at studiofertility.com like I said it's totally free week where we can come together um, have a little community you can ask me any any questions of me too Um, or yeah dm me on instagram at studiofertility and you should be able to connect with me through the links on the page um, that you clicked on for this podcast Okay, and I will look forward to talking with you all again soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Studio Fertility Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you can make sure you know when the next episode drops. And you can find other episodes right now at studiofertility.com slash podcast. And of course, if you know of anyone else that would benefit from this podcast, make sure you share it with them and pay it forward. We are all in this together. Make sure too that you give us a five-star rating to help others find this podcast. And let me know how this podcast has benefited you by leaving a review so I can continue to deliver more great content that I know you want and need. And if you're starting to find that your infertility journey is getting the best of you, please head over to my website at studiofertility.com slash meditation and you can get instant access to a week of learning all about meditation, hypnosis and visualization, how to use each one and how they benefit you and of course some actual tracks to start to calm your nervous system. Each day you will receive a short video and an awesome meditation, hypnosis or visualization that you can do in your own time. And of course, access to those tracks for whenever you need them. Just head to studiofertility.com slash meditation to find out more. And I'll see you next time on the podcast.